Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back. It's season three. That's right, Posse. Season four. We are back in COVID, um, in COVID style zooming. Yes, we are socially, <laughs> we are still socially distancing ourselves. I mean, wait. So they did see our pictures, so they do know that we have been together. We did, <laughs> but but the way our schedules are set up because of work and COVID and and having to be home, yeah, it's better that we just do Zoom. Yeah, it's more convenient. So bear with us, y'all. <laughs> and keep liking our pictures because that ball shoot that was fire shout out to Manaya, our eight year old photographer <laughs> she's seven. second grade seven years old she was our photographer for the shoot <laughs> but they came out really good fall vibes so I'm excited for season three yes we had to give y'all some fire because we plan to give fire for this season let's just jump right into it um, we're going to start off, as we start off every podcast, with our royal moment. And who has our royal moment for today? I do. First, you got to tell us what the royal moment is. Oh, ho, ho. the royal moment is a time where we salute some queens who are doing some amazing things. So, Celeste has our royal moment for today. Yes. So, today's royal moment goes to Lady T, um, who opened a um nail salon here in baltimore it's called the housewives of baltimore nail salon it is off of frederick avenue so shout out to lady t for starting another black owned business in the baltimore area so i keep hearing real housewives of baltimore and i'm like oh is it a show coming out i had no idea it was a nail salon had no idea (laughs) well so I just recently got introduced to the group. I didn't even know it existed either. But no, it's not a show. It's like, it's just a Facebook group. And it actually has like 18,000 women in there. Um, so it's actually a Facebook group. And then I think the, the owner of the Facebook group decided to go ahead and open her own nail salon. She does nails. So that's her thing. Okay. She went ahead and opened a nail salon. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm confused now. It started as a Facebook group and then she just went and opened the salon? To my knowledge, to the best of my knowledge, yes. But she she already does nails, and I think she's already a entrepreneur, you know, business owner. So I think she just took that and made it like the Housewives of Baltimore Nail Salon. Yeah. Gotcha. So kudos, sis. Yes. So now we are going to move into our sis second. Our sis second is a time where we fix those raggedy crowns. Raggedy. I say raggedy crowns <laughs> that we see around the town. So Jess, um, what's some raggediness that you've been uh, discovering out here in these streets? All right, so today's raggedy crown does not go to assist because we're protecting black women today. So okay. since, <laughs> okay. since you're you not getting a, a raggedy crown, but uh, the raggedy crown goes to my neighbor, and I should probably lower my voice because I'm sure they can hear me. Uh, they went and got roosters. So, <laughs> roosters, roosters, okay? 
So at 3.30 a.m., I hear cock-a-doodle-doo. I bet you did. Listen, I was up in the middle of the night Googling the ordinances of the city because I need these roosters gone. Oh, and it says that you cannot have roosters in Baltimore City. You can have four hens, but you can't have roosters. Four hens. Four hens. Wow. <laughs> and they have to be 25 feet from all residences. Why would you have roosters? Like, right, like, why? Why do we need roosters? Listen, I, I don't know. I don't know why we need roosters, but I need these roosters gone because I'm sick of hearing cock a doodle doo. Well, you know, some chickens running around Baltimore at the McDonald's on the <laughs> <laughs> So there are some poultry running around the city. <laughs> Not as pets, though, okay? Yeah. Well, maybe they're about to start a farm. Not at their residence. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. So, therefore, this rugby crown goes to the people trying to do their uh, farmer bill thing in the backyard. And it's not legal. So, take How care of that. How many did you say it was? I believe it's two. I haven't seen them, but I can hear them disturbing the neighborhood at 3.30 a.m. From 3.30 up until 11 a.m. every 15 minutes. So, the no. sun finished rising. No. No. These these are retarded roosters because <laughs> they don't fuck at the right time. Right. I thought it was a specific time. No, it's when the sun rises. It's it at must be fine. I don't know. The sun ain't up at 3.30. Oh, true. True. Well. Then I go to get in the car at 5 p.m. and I hear cock a doo doo Oh, so they just all off. They, they mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, um, what's it called? Circadian rhythm? <laughs> Girl, I don't know. I just, I just need for them to go. I'm gonna be like that man with the, the green polo on the phone <laughs> calling the city, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> my, my neighbor got some roosters. <laughs> they gotta go. <laughs> yeah, pretty raggedy. All right, neighbors, them roosters gotta go because that's inconsiderate. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today, ladies? Well, Jess mentioned it. She said we weren't given a sis second because we are protecting our Black women today. All righty. Which is much deserved with everything that's going on in society right now. Yes, definitely. So Jess, take us on your journey and tell us a story about protecting Black women. On today's segment of Where is Jess P., I have a few instances that I want to talk about um, before I get into the more popular one. I just want to say that on, I don't even remember what day it was, but I went to the thrift store to get some event stuff and not at my register, but the register behind it, there was a gentleman talking to the cashier like she was crazy and he was cussing her out and it was a white woman who actually stood up for the black cashier. And there's like all these men around, but no one said a word except for this white woman. And it was clear that the, the man who was doing all the cursing had some type of mental illness. And the cashier didn't do anything that was abs- absurd or anything like that. But 
no one came to her rescue. And I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. So for me, I was, I would have to be in the category of the silent people because, and, and that's the problem, right? In today's society, you, you're scared, you're scared to speak up. You're scared to say something. Even when you see something that's very clearly wrong, you're scared to get involve yourself or open your mouth because the world is just so crazy. People are crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Cause even when he went outside, like I can see him through the windows, my transaction was still going on, but I could see him through the windows, like doing air guns at the sign of the thrift store. And I'm like, this man is clearly crazy. Right. But it's just insane to me that no we live in a society where you can't speak up because it's the fear of the unknown. And literally nobody came to her rescue except for this white woman. And it couldn't be because, because the white woman would be protected faster than a black woman would be. That's a good thought. That's interesting because if something were to happen the you know if it was a african-american woman or male who stood up and got involved that might not end well for them but if you're caucasian and you speak up and get involved and something goes left you probably will fare better you know what i mean yeah and on top of that the white woman was pregnant so here you you got this pregnant woman right here speaking up for a cashier and nobody on that side said anything so we're going to talk about a little, you touched on a little bit of my topic. So did <laughs> you mention that? But yeah, okay. Wow. But in, in addition to that, I mean, that it's, we, we talked about society and everything that's going on in society right now and how the black person is like the most disrespected person in the world. Black men are getting shot by the police and black women just aren't thought about. Look at the Tory Lanez and Megan the Stallion situation. Yeah. Like, Yes, we don't, none of us were there, so we don't actually know what happened. But Meg came out and said that she was victimized. She was shot. So, like, how can you discredit this woman's story when she's showing you, hey, I was shot by someone that I let into my sphere? But my thing is, regardless, at the end of the day, we know she was shot, right? It's not, but it's not, that's not evidence that she was shot. Like, we can see. (laughs) There's no question about whether or not that's true. So my thing is, forget about the who and the where and the what and all that. At the end of the day, a woman was shot. Why aren't we talking about that? Why is that not a problem? Go ahead, Mike. But here's the issue. We are talking about it. People are laughing at it. People are making a joke out of it. I don't understand what's so funny about this situation when someone was injured. So yeah, I don't even know what is funny about someone being shot period let alone the fact that you know she's isn't there like photo photographs of her right next to Tory Lane's car and like because they were pulled over by police like it's a whole situation there was a video and then on top of that she came out first and she said that the reason that she didn't tell the police that he shot her is because she was trying to protect him and she didn't want with everything going on in society right now she didn't want the police to to hurt him so she was trying to protect him so she's injured and yet she's protecting this black man but isn't that like the common story right like no matter how much we're even hurt by someone especially like a man still try to protect them that's crazy 
And then at the end of the day, she's the one who no one is protecting. No one. <laughs> no, not even her friends. Her friends didn't even say anything. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I, I mean, it's just ludicrous to me, but I think, you know, that, that just points to a much larger issue. Like I'm going to talk about in my segment, but it just points to a much larger issue going on here. You know, this is bigger than, it's bigger than, oh, a, a rapper shot a, another rapper or whatever. It's so much bigger than that. It's deeper than that. It's like real, truly rooted issues. And like, I'm going to talk about it as well. Your affluency, I think that's the right word. <laughs> your affluency or your stature gets you nowhere. Yes, yeah. the color, it does not matter how right. much money you make. It does not matter. All of that does not matter. The color of your skin and your gender at the end of the day are what takes, are what trumps all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then this man, on top of everything and her trying to protect him, he goes and makes a whole diss track about the situation. Girl. <laughs> And people are supporting this man. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not very well versed in it. Like, I know what happened, but I haven't been following the story. So he made a diss track? Girl, was it a record or just a track? I think it was a record, like a whole album. I think it's a whole album. And like Maya said, I don't really follow it because this is too much drama for me, right? Like, I can't even get in. I can't even wrap my head around around it. So I just tune it out. But yes, I did see something about he put out a whole album and I don't know if the whole album was about this specifically, but there were several songs talking about the situation and talking about, um, it was a lot of really disrespectful things said on that album. Yeah. It's just, it's mind boggling to me. And people are probably playing it and he's they making, are. Money, making they money are. off of what he did to a black woman. Like, wow. Like yeah. if, if y'all, if, if people don't understand what's going on here, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. You know right. what I mean? That's true. It's just like such a disregard for the feelings, the emotional. um, It's such a disregard. And I don't think that a lot of people um, really understand the disregard, even when it comes to not even physically harming, but the emotional harm um, that people do to Black women. Black women take so much because we are so strong. Um, so that's why, you know, people always say, check on your strong friend, because we take so much um, emotional labor, like all that that we've talked about. But um, I mean, it's not right. Like, we should not have to. We should. But, you know, I think it's, it's even it gets even deeper. Right. Because, like you said, Jess, even her own friends, African-American friends are not protecting her. So it's like it's also it's a double edged sword. Right. Because we complain about not being protected, but we don't even protect our own. Right. So it's like, okay, why are we asking so much of, let's just, I mean, to be honest, why are we so asking so much of the Caucasian race, you know, and we're not even doing it for ourselves. So, you know, it, like, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's okay for white people to get away with it because we're not doing it. It both need to be happening simultaneously. I totally agree. And that goes into deeper with the, you know, the murders and stuff and the police brutality. Like, I'm against all of that. But we also have to talk about the Black-on-Black crime and and things like that. Like, Black people are killing Black people at a way higher rate than police are killing Black people. Now, the difference is we're supposed to be looking at police for protection, right? That's their job. However, 
like as black people we just need to you know be mindful of working within our own communities educating um young people mentoring young people and doing things that kind of changes these outcomes because it is crazy especially in baltimore like it's crazy yeah it's absolutely like i said it's a double-edged sword it's it's multiple it's multiple points to the sword you know and it's like you can't you can't just only focus on one thing i think we got to focus on the big picture overall so oh i hope we i I don't know i don't know what the answer is or what the solution is but i don't well that is the solution (laughs) take care of each other Yeah. yeah look out for each other yeah and it starts, it starts, you know, it starts at home. You know, when my husband goes out, you know, I, I check on, you know, hey, how you doing? Where you at? You know, everything good? Okay. You know, I, it's, it's like you have to take care of your own, starting in your own household, your own family, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it goes from there. That's true. Yeah. All right. So, us, yeah. Give us some CB secrets on black women. All righty. So, on today's segment of TV secrets. Um, I pulled up some facts for y'all. So I want to talk about. Um, we'll take facts. Yes, you know I love the facts. So I want to talk about the rates of death in Black women during pregnancy. Oh, that that's mm, that's the hey. subject right there. Yes. So um, obviously, most of you know I have a son. He turned one in August. So this is still something that I'm very conscious and aware of. And obviously do plan on having more children so it's something that i'm still you know paying attention to right and so i pulled up um i literally just googled like i I don't think we realize how information is like how much information is literally at our fingertips but anyway i just literally googled black women in pregnancy right and the american heart association has this amazing article like this is this is not just oh black women dying oh worry no, this is like a scientific study that says black women are dying at three to four times um, more is are dying at three times three to four times more than our Caucasian counterparts. I believe and, it. Yeah. So there's and it's multiple issues, right? It's not just um, you know, of course, one is that they believe that African American women enter into pregnancy at an unhealthier right like we probably have high blood pressure diabetes or have bad eating habits and that kind of thing so we got that okay personal responsibility y'all know i'm big on that so all right let's put that aside we got that but on top of that it says that this is basically a public health and human rights emergency because it's these deaths could basically be prevented and it's all because of lack of access poor quality of care and it says basically black women are undervalued. Like we literally are not monitored as carefully as white, white women are. And when we present with symptoms of, you know, maybe a blood clot or this or that, we're dismissed, we're brushed off, right? So uh-huh. also um, I know um, when Beyonce was pregnant as well as Serena Williams, I brought up the fact of affluency because Beyonce and, and Serena both experienced life-threatening conditions during their pregnancy and I know Serena did they have eclampsia or yeah pregnancy? Beyonce well that's what Beyonce had um okay that's what Beyonce had and Serena had a um a blood clot in her lungs wow and in this article it actually talks about how she like told them all her symptoms and they was just like all right sis 
So I actually know like one of my, two of my line sisters had, oh, matter of fact, it was two of my line sisters and another one of my sorority sisters. All of them had preeclampsia. One of them had full blown eclampsia, went into the seizures and all of that. And these were healthy women prior to getting pregnant. And they told their doctors, well, two of them told their doctors the symptoms and the doctors were like, oh, um, let's see if you still have it when you come back. And one of them never had symptoms. So she didn't know. Right. So that's the thing. Like, it gets at a bigger issue, which the article talks about, of course, racism um, and how it's affecting you before you even get into the clinical setting. Like racism is alive and well, we got that. Um, but also the implicit bias and, and, and this just the systemic racism of all the lists. So like, for yeah. example, if you have a doctor who feels like, oh, black women complain too much or they, they already unhealthy or something like that, that's implicit bias. So when they cross miss you automatically exactly so when they come across you and you say oh well my chest was hurting today they're like mm, all right well like you said just call me in the morning let me know how you're feeling but meanwhile the doctor do that to me you've had it right it, it's it's real it's our reality and it's 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 systemic like it's ingrained in everything and, you know, obviously, people, I don't think people are doing it intentionally, necessarily. Like, the nurses and doctors may not be intentionally being biased. It's the subconsciousness of it. So they don't even realize that they might be being biased or flat-out racist to African-American women. And it's resulting in our death, period. Now, Celeste, I also heard, and I don't know the stats on this. I don't know the validity of it. But I heard that Black women are receiving more C-sections than any other group of women. Is that true? I haven't, no. I haven't specifically researched the race of um, C-sections, but I'd be willing to bet that that is factual just based off of what I just shared. Like we end up with more complications. When you have complications, they're going to point you to C-section because they don't want to risk, right? It's risk and legality, you know, being sued and all that good stuff. Then you have, Obviously, when you have those complications, there's a risk to the baby. So, which results in them saying, let's get the baby out. We trying to save, you know, they are, they, I'm, you know, obviously I think the intention is to save a life. I don't think there's intention that, you know, anyone's intentionally saying, oh, just let them die anything. Um, but the, because of the level of complications that African-American women experience, I'd be willing to bet that yes, the cesarean rates are probably higher. So also it happens, um, you know, because of these statistics, like I have a friend who went into the hospital, you know, when she was, you know, in labor, automatically thinking like these doctors won't have my best intentions at heart. So I need to play hardball with them. And, you know, all doctors aren't like that, but you just don't know. Right. So it's like, it's tough. It yeah. is. And I think that's the, that's the, you know, we talk about solutions. So as far as solutions, we have to advocate for ourselves. I don't want to continue to wear, like what you're saying, Maya, I don't want to continue to walk around with this, this like barrier up that says, oh, y'all don't care about me or you all don't have my best interest at heart. I may feel that way, but I want to walk into it like, okay, I need to be, be an advocate of, for myself. I need to educate myself and understand what's going on with my body and advocate. So say I feel, you know, well, if I'm pregnant or whatever, but if I have, if I'm having chest pain or trouble breathing and I say, Hey, these are my symptoms. This is what's going on. First of all, educate yourself. What could potentially be going on? 
I know Google can lead you to cancer all the time. Can't Google just say you got three days left to live all the time. <laughs> Don't trust Google. Don't be Dr. Google. But I'm just saying, at least educate yourself on what could potentially be going on, right? And then talk to your doctor. And if your doctor says, oh, no, and brushes it, go with your, with your gut. You know, we have the, like, our bodies are amazing. And our bodies are telling us something for a reason because something is going on. So don't just dismiss it and think like, oh, uh, whatever, maybe it is just whatever acid reflux. No, follow up. And if you really feel like something is going on and you just don't feel right, you know, speak up, you know, speak up for yourself and go follow up or go to your doctor or go to the, wherever you need to go to make sure that everything is good, especially during pregnancy, because you are not, it's not only your life, but it's another, it's a child's life. So, you know, advocate for yourself and speak up and educate yourself. Agreed. I think it's just difficult when you expect to put your trust into somebody who's gone through so much education and this is their specialty. And it's like, oh, okay, they're supposed to know better, but no, you really do have to advocate for yourself because we're all human at the end of the day. and Who's to say they actually studied that section in school? So, and you're not a textbook case. That's the issue. Right. And also we know, you know, we're just going to be honest. We know that the medical system is, is geared towards money, period. So if you, you know, like in my experience, if you being, you're being sent for all these tests and all this and all that, and oh, let's do this. And like that, it's like, hold up, hold up. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to pain management, like without, you know, the use of pharmaceuticals. Let's go back to, you know, just your mind, body, spirit balance, your diet, your physical activity. Like, why can't we just keep it real basic and simple, get those foundational things down and then go from there? You know, I'm not saying medication is all bad or test is all bad. Of course, they tell us things, but, you know, you don't need the million dollar workup on every single thing. Let's start with right. basics on diet, exercise, sleep. Sleep is, yo. Oh, girl. <laughs> I don't think people realize, yo, sleep is so important. It's so important. I used to get plenty of it, but then, you know, baby. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I digress. But, you know, this is something I'm really passionate about because I just can't. It's just, it's, it literally blows my mind that, because of the color of our skin, we can literally die at three to four times the rate of other people. I, I just, That's I it. just, it will never make sense in my head. So thank y'all for listening. <laughs> All right. So Maya, give us some motivation on um, protecting black women. All right. So now it is time for Maya's motivational moment. Your mind is like your bed. You have to make it up every day and be careful who you let in it. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't come up with this quote. I actually found this quote, but I thought it was awesome for what we are talking about because um, for black women, one thing, it really starts in our mind, right? I've already talked, well, we've already talked about like how much we take on emotionally and mentally just because we're so strong, right? And we can, right? They say God won't give you anything more than you can bear. So it's like, we can bear it, but we don't necessarily have to bear it. And so like, we really have to decide and make up our mind every single day about um, what are we going to do today? How much are we going to take today? How much is going to be on our plate today? Um, 
and be careful who we let in our space, you know, because we ultimately have to protect ourselves. If we can't trust anybody else to protect us, if we can't trust the black man to, you know, protect our hearts, right? We can't um, expect society, right, to protect us physically, right, or respect us. Like, we have to start with ourselves, getting our mind right, knowing where we are, right? We want the situation to change, but because it is how it is, we have to figure out how to deal in it while we're in it. And so every day is a day to make up our mind and say, okay, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. These are my goals. This is how I'm going to get there. Um, I don't like this energy today. Don't want you in my space today. And know that it's okay to say no, because we ultimately have to protect ourselves. That's you preaching. <laughs> Woo, you that touched me because and I was I was gonna mention it, but you you definitely you definitely expanded on it is also understanding that it's okay to take a day off, sis. Like yeah. we feel like we have to be superwomen all the time. And especially now being a mother, I feel like, you know, it's it's like, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. Oh, and I gotta have make sure he got this, and I got and it's like, well it's okay to have a break and actually maybe take care of yourself for once too. Because when you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. And like you said, so like, I guess I would call it like compartmentalizing. So understanding that, okay, this right here, that's not going to serve me today. That's not going to work for me today. So I'm going to set that over here on ice and I'll come back to that situation or that person or whatever the whatever the topic is yeah. but just saying understanding like you don't have to do it all you don't have to deal with every everything every day and and I've learned that as I've gotten older like I used to always say yes and be willing to take on and I've learned now like Maya no you have to say no sometimes because like my days sometimes are typically filled from morning until night and I had no like real me time and I need that to be able to be of benefit to anybody, you know? So it's definitely important to start, you know, learning when to say no and to protect your own space and boundaries. Yeah, protecting your space and boundaries is, is so important because, you know, people will just, people will take advantage of you. And so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, somebody told me this earlier this week that, you know, you, you, you're teaching people how to treat you. And so like me, I used to be, you know, a little, a little, you know, a little aggressive, (laughs) right. But I've learned that I don't need to react to everything and everything doesn't require a response. So instead of, you know, saying, being so vocal, sometimes I just be like, all right, I'm gonna let that ride. I'm gonna let that go. But is, that's not necessarily the right answer either, right? Because right. you're teaching that person how to treat you. Mm. So if mm. they say something out the way to you, you just don't say anything. It's like, oh well, oh, well, that person thinks they can talk to you like that. But you know what, Celeste? That's the crazy part, right? So we, we can think of it in different ways. We can think of us not saying anything is then teaching them how to treat you, right? So you're like, well, no, I don't want them to treat me like that. So now I need to say something. Now you're not protecting your energy because now you're getting into something that you mentally don't even want to go go to, right? So it's like, come on, what do I do? Yeah, it's a rock and a hard place because then it's like, if I don't give them my energy, then I just taught them how to treat me, but it's taking up too much energy here. Exactly, like what I'm learning, and this is a journey, what I'm learning is that you don't have to take your energy to address it. Like, instead of being confrontational or saying, 
like say Maya say something about my nails or whatever and I didn't like it and I instead of saying dang Maya you ain't had to really say that about my nails why you always got something to say or this and a third I can say you know Maya I I just really didn't appreciate what you said about my nails. You know, I, you know, we're really good friends and I love you. I respect you, but I just really didn't appreciate that comment and leave it. I mean, Maya can react how she cho chooses to, but that's all the energy I'm putting into it. You know, you're not going to start a whole war over this. You're just going to say, you know what? I didn't appreciate it. And please don't talk to me like that. And that's okay. Right. And, and that's yeah. the last and, and like you said, it will be up to me how I then take that. Right. Am I offended now? that I feel like whatever, but then that's on me. That's on me if I take it like that, because at the end of the day, listen, th this was an issue. I'm coming to you respectfully. Here it is. However you deal with it, it's kind of on you. So I'm reading this book that says, it kind of agrees with you guys in terms of addressing it. It says that instead of running from whatever feeling that you're feeling in that moment, that you should take a moment to address it and let them know how that person has made you feel you can't control or determine their actions but you can express your discontent for whatever it is that happened and the book is to stay and to feel to acknowledge and to heal and so when we don't address those things we're detaching from the situation which is only going to cause that to happen more and more in our lives. So what we should be doing is addressing it. Um, what I was going to say was not caring so much about what other people think. So I definitely suffer from caring about what other people think or, you know, oh, how, how I make them feel or whatever. It's like, what about my feelings? Like, what about me? I have to take, like you say, Maya, I have to take care of myself first. Exactly. That's the black women being strong and taking on everything. <laughs> and it's also in how you say it, because you can express your discontent again, as long as you're respectful with it. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like you can, I can tell Maya, you know, I just really didn't appreciate what you said about my nails and this and the third. And instead of just internalizing it, letting it just fester. And then, you know, it's going to come out in other ways. Maya just might be like, Hey girl, you want to go to the mall? I'd be like, no, I don't want to go nowhere with you. I'd be like, Dang. Right. Where did that come from? Cause I didn't right. realize that I hurt your feelings about the nails. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's a good one, Maya. I like that one. So now it's time for Ask PNP. So what was the solution since we didn't ask? I mean, before we asked. Oh, so the bottom line is, um, ladies and gentlemen, make your mind up. Um, it's okay to say no. Know who you're going to let in your space. And just like really focus on you. Because again, if we can't rely on men, friends, family, society in general to protect us as black women, we have to protect ourselves. And it's okay because only we can protect our mental space. Um, and so we got to start doing that more. Know how to say no. Yeah. And no. And don't. All right, Jess. That's starting already. Starting already. And just, you know, knowing where to place your energy and compartmentalize. Like everybody don't even deserve. Sometimes you got to be like, is this person even worth all this? Girl, she, he, she is not even worth all my energy. Yeah, I gotta use this energy for this, that, and the third. Nah, I ain't got time. So that doesn't mean ignore them though. Address it, 
acknowledge, heal, move on. Right. Right. Heal is a, oof, that's a whole nother topic. I'm going to leave that. Because <laughs> healing, you know, if you never heal, you're going to continue to spend your energy and engage in whatever that situation is, right? So, yep. but yep. once you heal and forgive, because forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for yourself. Yes. So once you heal and forgive, then no form, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So when that person comes to the last, okay, okay, I've been working, okay. So when that person comes to attack you again, you like, oh well, I done healed on my wounds, so you can't break no scabs. You can't, you can't. You can't touch me. I was about to go into something that you said to me, um, Celeste. So you may have scars as reminders, but they don't have to keep, you don't have to be septic. Ooh, did I use the word septic right? Because I had to look it up when you told me. <laughs> <laughs> so, sepsis, oh, oh, when I told you about something. So sepsis is an uh, in- infection that gets into your bloodstream that goes all over your body. Yeah, that, that relates. That relates. You don't okay. got to be that. You don't gotta be that. You don't gotta let nobody make you like that, and 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 ruin your entire life and existence and being because they kill you. Face exactly. That's true. Boom. Then fire. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now it's time for Ask PMP. If you would like to ask us a question to be featured on the podcast, you can send us an email to pretty the letter N purpose at gmail.com. You can slide in our DMs on Instagram at pretty underscore the letter N underscore purpose. Duh. We are Pretty and Purpose Podcast on Facebook. And if you would like to shop Pretty and Purpose Apparel, you can shop pretty the letter N purpose shop.com. All right, ladies. So what question do we want to pick to answer today? So for today's Ask PMP, the question is, this comes from the Celeste Archive. <laughs> um, Jess, you say life be life meaning life just is life. Like life, be just, life just happens and, you know, it's just, it's life. So my question is, how do you deal with life? Like, so... I talk about, you know, obviously being a new mom, being a wife, owning a home, trying to get the home ready for sale and move. And, you know, we doing so much at one time. And it's like, I get so overwhelmed some days. And I feel like my, I expect so much of myself. And sometimes I'm not able to deliver for myself. But by the same token, I'm like, don't get me wrong. It's nothing unique about my situation. This is just life. You yeah, know, right. Just, Every day, you know, taking care of the family, taking care of the household, this, that, and the third. It's just life. But sometimes life can get just a little overwhelming. So what to do in life be life in? Okay, so first, I think you did a good job of defining life life in, which (laughs) means that you're just extremely overwhelmed with every aspect of your life because so much is going on, especially during COVID right now. So what to do when life be life in? Okay, so first things first, and I know we all have this issue because (laughs) it's so hard for us to schedule time to meet together. Um, Number one, get on that calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. 
I've been saying that. I, I would be that person, Jess, like you. But now, if it ain't there, bruh. I don't here's, know. here's the problem I have encountered, ladies. Help me with this. So I put things in my phone calendar. I put things in my little agenda book calendar. And then I might put something in somewhere else. So it's like I'm now trying to keep up with like multiple different calendars and this got this on it, this has this on it. And I'm just like, hold up. I need to, I need it all in one place. That's You're doing too much. That's, that's the issue. My phone, I don't see it. Um, yeah, you need to have one main calendar. One calendar and make sure you have your alerts set on that calendar. Because if not, there is no point in putting it on the calendar because it's never going to remind you. And unfortunately, right now, we have to live by the calendar, and we might need to set two and three reminders on those events on the calendar, or else we will snooze it and forget about it, because I know that has happened to me a few times, where I put something on the calendar, and it reminded me like 10 minutes before, and by that time, I wasn't prepared. And I think it's so critical now, especially more so working from home, because you're home, right? So literally... Your day is set up meeting, appointment meeting, or, you know, whatever. Whereas if you had to go into work, like you're in a different setting, and you know, okay, at this time we meet here, this time we meet here. But no, the setting doesn't change your home. And so it's like, okay, what's on the agenda today? Okay, this Zoom meeting right here, up, uh, this Google Meets meeting right here, up, uh, this Blue Jeans class right here. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot to keep up. And I don't know what day it is. Like, I never yes. know what day it is. Yes. So I don't know what is happening. <laughs> That's the issue right there. Don't ask me the day or the date because I can't tell you. Like, it's been so long since I've had to write the dates. Yeah, I don't even, I, it's so bizarre being home and not in the office setting because I don't even write. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even write anymore. And it's strange because if I'm doing something like for my business or something like that, I start, and I'm like, oh, I haven't written in a really long time. It's, it's strange. Well, putting on clothes is a struggle. Oh, girl. I had to go into the office today, which required me to put on real clothes instead of leggings or sweatpants or shorts that I've been wearing for the past seven months. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like digging through clothes and then the temperature is changing right now. So I'm like, ooh, I don't know if this is appropriate for the season. I'm just all over the place. Yeah, I feel you, especially on these warmer all days as I'm already transitioning clothes. I'm like, wait a minute, now it's 80 degrees today? Come on. Right, and you got nothing but sweaters out. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I never even, I didn't even make it out my house, so. Aww. Most days, I don't even know what the weather, and I see the sun came up, and the sun came down. I don't know how I felt. <laughs> I don't even know what the, whether it was a breeze, was it, I don't know anything. And so that's another way to stop life from life in is to actually get outside. Yeah. So I used to take walks in the morning, but I haven't been in like the past two, two three weeks, maybe. That's been even longer than that for me. Yeah, man. But that was like my moment of clarity in the morning, just taking those walks. I got to enjoy the weather, peace of mind. Now life has taken over but you have to take those moments out to really have your peace so that you can deal with life and it's life thing <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's all about balance and you know i feel like 
when as soon as I find my rhythm, I find some balance and I'm like, okay, I got this. All right. I got a little vibe going. Something changed. <laughs> totally take me off track. And then it's like, but it's important to just say, okay, that's okay. We just got to readjust, recalibrate and figure out, okay, how can we do life this way now? You know, whenever routine changes or something comes, you know, in the way, you just have to figure out how to work your way around that. Right. Yes. So all in all, black women, black people, women, people, we have to protect ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, and it definitely starts with us. So men, we're not saying that in order to be protected, you have to protect us. But absolutely, we do count on you, especially if you're in that role. We do, we do count on you to, you know, be physically there for us, to be emotionally there for us. But when you're not, we still have to go on and we have to learn how to protect ourselves. Yep. And each other be there. Like you said, be there for your strong friends, be there for your weak friends, just, you know, check in on each other, love on each other, you know, that's all it. Yeah. But all of that starts from within. So hurt people, hurt people. So work on yourself first. That's it. That's all we have for today, everybody. Until next time. Thanks for your posse.